Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. This episode is presented by AT&T Business. Hi, Barbara. My name is Jeannie. I'm calling from New York, New York, where you founded your amazing real estate business. Um, I'm currently a senior in high school, and I'm really looking for direction in my life. You know, I feel like I don't know what I want to do and what I want to study. So I was wondering how you found your passion for real estate and business in general and how to become successful um, as yourself. Uh, Thank you so much. Jeannie, first off, you don't sound like you're in high school. You sound like you're 28, maybe even 35. You should use that to your advantage. You could have actually opened your question and said, I know everything about what I'm doing. What am I missing? And I would have believed you. I would have never thought you were in high school. So use that kind of voice that you have, that confidence you have to give yourself more credit and stop admitting you're in high school. (laughs) First off, I had 22 jobs before I found real estate. How did I find my calling in real estate? I had to go through 22 jobs to find it. So what you should be doing in high school is just figuring out how many different things you could try on to see what you're good at. You can't sit in high school or even in college or even when you're 30. If you haven't tried a lot of stuff on and figure out what your calling is, no, you have to go out and play in the traffic. Get out there, try this on, try that on, and little by little, you'll find out what you don't like. And somewhere along the way, you'll hit on something that really floats your boat. I want to uh, make an analogy for you, which I think is really true. I remember when I first had the money to buy a new outfit. It was the first time in my life I was 23, and I went into Bloomingdale's and tried to figure out what outfit should I buy. I looked at those vast floors of clothing. Where do I start? Of course, I bought the wrong outfit. It looked terrible on me. What you need to do is try a lot of stuff on to know what looks good on you, and finding your calling in your career is exactly the same way. Try a lot of stuff on, and some will fit, some will fall to the wayside, some will be laughable, but in the end, you know what fits you when it fits. And so get out there. Hurry up. Hurry up. Make sure you start getting jobs right now. Don't wait till you're out of college. You're already behind the eight ball. Hey, this is Shruti from Austin, Texas. And um, I'm about to go to college. And I was wondering what advice you have for young girls wanting to do something in business, um, wanting to succeed in business, because it's, really challenging for many to get past the barriers that are in place and i watch shark tank and all these shows and i i find it really inspirational what you do for many people so thank you so much tracy first off you can't focus on the barriers you look at the barriers it keeps you outside in the same spot you're in no don't look at the barriers and certainly don't look at yourself as a young girl or even a woman for that matter I don't think I ever approached a day in my life in business trying to build my life as I wanted it to be as a young girl or as a woman. I thought of myself as a person, and more importantly, I thought of myself as a competitor. So when I entered the world of men who looked down on me or didn't take me seriously, I don't think I was even aware of that. 
I just dismissed it. I was too busy just doing what I had to do to accomplish what I wanted to do. And if they saw me differently, what the heck? It wasn't until I was in business 10 years until I realized the great advantage of being a woman. You know what it was? The guys didn't take me seriously. And so I went around their back and competed so hard while they weren't watching until I became the number one rival. I surprised them. If I had been a man, they would have seen me coming and they would have put up a battle. But because I was a woman, they didn't take me seriously. Stop thinking of yourself as a woman. Just go out and compete like you would if you were a man. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, Barbara, my name is Brenda, and I'm calling from Austin, Texas. As you are aware, Austin is becoming a very tech industry. However, I think I would like to start a business in cleaning. I'm very well connected in the community, especially knowing who can work for me. I have uh, management skills that I have been developing for many years because of my work, and I believe that people really need help cleaning their houses while they're working. However, sometimes I feel like this is a very competitive field, but I would like to hear your, your advice on that. I really want to, I feel like I have the, the ability to empower women to work with me and to empower myself as well as a business owner of a cleaning company. Should I go residential or commercial? What will be your advice and, and how, how can I start this? Thank you, and I hope to hear this question in your podcast. Thanks. Brenda, first off, you should start in residential commercial, whichever one is easier. It's always smart to try to give yourself a start in business the easiest way possible. So for example, when I was starting my brokerage firm in New York City, the real big money was in the sale market, but I started in rentals. Why? Because it was easy to turn over those apartments, easier to get customers, easier to get those commissions in really fast so that I could help my cash flow. It was only once I had enough experience under my belt and enough money coming in that I dare went to the sale end where the money comes in slower, harder to recruit great salespeople, harder to keep people. So I would say you decide what's the easiest place to start and you start right there. One thing I hear in you, which I absolutely love, and I think it's a guarantee that you're going to be successful, is you said, I want to be a business owner of a cleaning company. Crystal clear, no doubt about it. I knew exactly what you were saying. That's the best place to start any business. You know what you're after. And then the only other thing you must work on is if it is a competitive market, and believe me, every good market is competitive, so that's no big surprise. But if it's a competitive market, you have to sit down and think to yourself, what is my point of difference? Why will I be better than all the other competitors out there? You might immediately say, well, I'll have the best people. But everybody says that. You might immediately say, well, we do a great job. But everybody says that. I would focus on a marketing difference so that you stand apart from the pack. So if your gals are going to clean houses by bike, they should have signs on the back of the bike. If they're going into people's houses and everybody wears whatever they want when they clean people's houses because they're concerned about ruining their clothes, you should have them in uniform or at least have an apron on them that gives your company name or a hat that makes them look like they're uh, like a cleaning service from days of old, something that points a difference to you. 
And last, you should drive that difference home in social media because that will get people to hire you. But you must figure out what your point of difference is first. That's my advice to you. I have no doubt you're going to be a success. I could hear the fervor in your voice. Go, girl. Go, 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 go. Hey, Barbara. My name is Jake Spencer. I'm calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I am a senior in high school going to hopefully University of Tennessee for business. What would your advice be to help me stay financially stable throughout college and throughout beginning my life before I go out into the real world? What would you recommend? How did you do it? Thanks for listening. Very simple advice to you, Jake. While you're in high school, while you're in college, get yourself a job. There's nothing you're going to learn in business school as valuable as you learn on the street hustling, whether it be a waiter, whether it be a truck driver, uh, whether you're taking out garbage. I don't care how menial the labor is. Get yourself a job. There's nothing more dangerous, I think, than a young man or woman going out into the world, very well educated, who hasn't held a job. You learn more in the job front than you learn anywhere else. And you know what you also learn? How hard it is to make a living. A very important quality in anyone who's going to eventually be a boss. You learn the empathy of identifying with a worker because you've been there, you've walked in those shoes, you've done that. And so for you to think that you're going to be financially stable without having really worked in a number of jobs, you're out of your mind. That's where you get your confidence from. And more importantly, that's where you get your people skills from. There's nothing in a business class you're going to learn about people skills through lectures and reading. Not a darn thing. You've got to get out and actually interact with people and see how complex it is because business is not about the numbers. It's about the people. And the better you work with people, the more you can accomplish for yourself. So get yourself a job. I had 22 before I started my real estate business. I use every single thing I learned in those jobs. I can't tell you one thing I learned in the classroom that I used in building my business. Not a darn thing. Hey, Barbara. My name is Haley from Auburn, California. I was just curious. What is the best questions to trip up interviewers in your opinion? Haley, I never approach an interview thinking that I'm going to trip up someone, trick them into exposing themselves, so to speak. Uh, And I don't look at it as a game either. The purpose of an interview always in my mind is trying to figure out if someone will fit my style and my company's style and if they have the skill set that's going to make them a great employee for me. Now, when I think about what kinds of questions I ask to accomplish that goal, Uh, The first and foremost is to try to get to know the person as an individual. I always ask questions about their family, their parents, their siblings, the town they were born in, what's it like. I try to get them to relax and tell me all about their background. Why? Because you really can't change people. If someone has a very open attitude, they're going to be an open worker. If they have a, a spirit of core about their family and their hometown, they're going to be a team player. Uh, if they have grudges or if they're insecure or are uh, couching uh, their own personality, I know they're not going to be open-minded. And so I ask a lot of questions about their background because I want to really get to know the individual, their attitudes, uh, most importantly, 
uh, and the way they look at life. Uh, the second part of the interview is to really drill down on this skill set to try to figure out, do they have the skills for the job? And there's no trick questions there. I just present different circumstances when I'm unsure and see how they respond to it. What would they do? And so I end the interview feeling like I know the individual and I know if they have the skill set. And you know what I've learned? I've learned that you can never change an individual. When I was young, doing my first early hires, I always thought I could remake anybody if I put my mind to it. But then I realized if their parents couldn't remake them and life didn't remake them by now, heck, what was I gonna do to remake them? So I know when I interview, I'm gonna get what I see. I'm not always hoping like I used to when I was young. Ah, I could change them. I can improve people, but I can't really change them. I recently interviewed a woman uh, who was very talented and obviously had the skill set for the job. But in the interview, I wasn't sure if she was going to fit my personality. I was concerned because she talked a lot. And I'm not a good listener around someone who talks a lot in the workplace. And so, lucky for her, she asked an amazing question before I finished the interview with her. She said, is there anything that would get in the way of you hiring me? Well, she asked, so I told her, yeah, you talk too much, I said. And she turned right around, she said, I don't have to talk too much. I can work around that, I can be exactly who you want me to be, I won't talk too much. And I hired her, good for her. If that wasn't a trick question, it was certainly a great question. And she wouldn't be happily working in my company today, being tremendous at what she does. If she didn't ask that question, I was ready to pass. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.